reading from Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. Genesis 6, verses 5 through 8. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of men was great in the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. So the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping thing and birds of the air, for I am sorry that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Second Peter 2, verses 4 and 5. For if God did not spare the angels who sinned, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved for judgment and did not spare the ancient world, but saved Noah, one of eight people, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood on the world of the ungodly.
this one master plan of God and God has given us a unique role in that master plan. But each one of us have to be activated. We ought to activate the faith in the Lord and we have to be moved by faith. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. When I was reading this chapter, I was pondering on it. And I saw that initial all these verses touches each character and each assignment or the work of faith that is mentioned. By faith, Abel. By faith, Enoch. By faith, Noah. By faith, Abraham. By faith, Isaac. By faith, Jacob. By faith, Joseph. By faith, Moses. By faith, Barak, Gideon, Samson, Samuel. By faith, by faith, by faith, by faith. And the Holy Spirit asked me, will there be a line that says, by faith, Finney? And I want to ask you, will there be written in the annals of heaven, in the chronicles of heaven, your name, by faith, Peter? By faith, Jackie? By faith, Tams? By faith, Ramki? Praise God. I want my name to be there. That God would testify, the Spirit of God would testify that by faith I did what God had assigned me to do. Praise God. Before we go any further, my friends, I want you to sit and ponder for a moment. God has an assignment with your name written on it. God has a project with your name written on it. Praise God. Every one of us are unique. We are not mass produced with no identity. But in God's kingdom, you and I have a unique identity and a unique calling and a unique election and a unique project. When everything is done, I want heaven to testify about me, about you, that by faith you and I did what was assigned to us. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Look at this man. By faith, Noah, when he was warned, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, Who warned him? He was divinely warned. It was not CNN. It was not the Fox News. But it was a divine warning. You know what? Noah heard the warning of God. Praise God. It's important for those who have started this faith journey... To hear the voice of God. Praise God. And he heard the voice of God because one. He was one who lived close to God. I can only hear him when I fine tune my ears to his voice. And God is so. That he's constantly speaking into our lives. Praise God. Like the psalmist says, it's not.
other gods who have mouths but they don't speak. Our God is constantly transmitting and relating and communicating to you and to me. Praise God. I want to hear what he says. Praise God. Every time you pick this book, you tell him, Lord, I know you got something for me. I want to hear you. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Truly, if you would tell him that you want to hear him, you will hear him. Praise God. This man was so close to God that when God issued a warning, he heard it. On the contrast, this man preached over a century about the warning that he heard from God. Nobody heard him. Praise God. What is truly hearing? Hearing is not just simply hearing what someone says, but when you act upon it. Noah not only heard the warning from God, he acted on it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Look how beautiful it is. It says, when he was warned of things not yet seen. In other words, the warning that he got was such that it was completely out of the then world. But it was his connection and his faith in God that allowed him to realize and to accept whatever he said. And the Bible says, next part is very interesting to me. When I read that, he was moved with holy fear. So I want to ask you this morning, what moves you? Praise God. What moves you? He was moved with a holy fear. Praise God. Faith in God, faith in Jesus should produce a holy fear. Yes. You and I are living in a time where people have made it so light. Uh, God is my buddy. I'm going to put my hands around his shoulders. God is loving. Yes. He's a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. But don't eliminate, erase the awesomeness of God. And that produces within us a reverence for him. Praise God. Hallelujah. As much as loving he is, I don't know about you guys. When I talk to him, sometimes I say, Lord, I want to embrace you. Yes. Praise God. Sometimes when, I, when I'm singing that song, worship, praise God. I tell the Lord, Lord, I kiss your feet. Praise God. Praskinio. 
praise God. Falling prostrate before God. Hallelujah. And you love him so much. Praise God. Hallelujah. You kiss his feet. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise you. Praise God. Oh, God is loving. And he's so loving that he opens the door for us. And he says, come. Come boldly. Come with confidence. My door is open for you. Come. Unlaid. Unload your cares and your burdens before him. No issue at all. But don't ever lose the sight of the fact that my God is an awesome God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. This man, he was so close to him. He heard him clear. No ambiguity. Praise God. No ambiguity. The connection was clear. The communication was clear. But that did not erase the fact. Praise God. It produced within him a holy, wholesome fear. Listen to me. That fear did not scare him so much that it drove him into a hole. That fear did not make him run away from God. Praise God. That fear produced in him an energy that moved him into the will and the purpose of God. Praise God. He was moved with holy fear. Come. What's moving you? Jesus was moved with compassion. He looked at the people. And the Bible says he was moved with compassion. And do you know what he did? At one point... He touched the untouchable. Praise God. He could have just spoken a word and it would have been cleaned. But no. He touched the untouchable leper. Praise God. He was moved with compassion. And the Bible says he started healing and ministering. Praise God. In other words, erasing the misery of people. Praise God. Hallelujah. When you're moved by God, when you're moved by the qualities of God, when you're moved by the attributes of God, you do God-like activities. Hello. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Jesus was moved by compassion. Praise God. When we are moved by God, when we are moved by faith, when we are moved by holy fear, when we are moved by the nature of Christ, God starts to do something in us and something through us that matches the work of God. Praise God. When you are moved by God, see it's a direct replica of 
of God. Praise God. Our work for God should be a replica of what God does. Praise God. Stephen, in his message about the patriarchs, he said, Acts 7, 9, and they were moved with envy. And we can move us. The brothers, Joseph's brothers, were moved by envy. Look, it's important what moves us. Because what moves us produces works that reflects the energy and the power that moves us. Praise God. When they're moved by envy, what did they do? They caught their brother who came with supplies for them and put him in a pit and finally sold him as a slave because they were moved by Praise God. Hallelujah. One more example. The Bible says the ten disciples were moved with indignation against two, John and James. Do you know what's the background behind it? John and James' mommy came to Jesus and she had a special request. She said, Jesus, when you come in the kingdom, I want you to make one of my sons sit on the right and the other one sit on the left. The others heard it and the Bible says they were so angry and they were moved with indignation. They started talking with each other, saying, hey, how dare Praise God. Have you ever been moved by indignation? Have you ever been moved by envy? Have you ever been moved by anger? Praise God. If it was a violation of a spiritual principle, it was a righteous indignation, it was okay. Jay, the ten disciples felt that these guys were jumping ahead of them and they wanted to acquire that seat to the right and to the left. We don't know who would be the right and who would be the left, right? These guys could have asked also, but they never did. Probably didn't even cross their mind. I don't know. But let me ask you, other than violation of spiritual principles, when you see your brother or your sister doing good and moving forward in life, what moves you? Praise God. When God is exalting someone in financial realm, in business realm, when someone is moving up in their workplace, when God is using someone in their spiritual ministry, what moves you? 
righteous God. That's what Noah was concerned. Holy fear moved him. Now, it's very interesting to see this. Faith and fear are diabolically opposed to each other. Faith and fear cannot coexist. Faith and fear cannot cohabit. Cannot live together. Faith and fear cannot dock on the same dock. Either faith will dock and fear will have to live. Or fear will dock and faith will have to live. But the fear that is talked about here is a holy fear. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's a holy fear. It's a healthy fear. It's the fear of God that can do wonders in our lives. And I want to read out what's the wonders that the fear of God can do in our lives. Check this out. Of course, we all know. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. The fear of the Lord brings in wisdom and knowledge. Who doesn't want wisdom and knowledge? What else does the fear of the Lord do? The fear of the Lord, the Bible says, is clean. It's healthy. Praise God. It's a fountain of life. The fear of the Lord helps us to depart from evil. Listen, we live in a world that's full of evil. And what would keep us from evil? A healthy fear of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. See, we live in a world that is full of cameras. We don't know who's watching us. Someone's watching everybody all the time. You know, I don't know when you cut the red light. You get a little mail and gives you a link. You know, what's the first thing when you open up that 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 penalty that you have? What's the first thing that goes, oh, come on, me. I don't cross red lights. I mean, I don't, you know, me, I will stop, you know. And then they give you a little link and you, you go to that link to click the link and you see it's your car. It's your car. The red car jumping the red light. And then you say, no, we're so many. Then the next thing is you get a good view of the number plate and you can't deny it. But even in this world that's full of cameras, we all have places and moments in life where we are sure that nobody is watching us. Even at that moment, the very thought in us that God is watching over our lives, praise God, it pumps within us a healthy dose of fear that keeps us away from ungodly things and things that can damage our life today and our future. Praise God. And how is that possible when you have a connection with them? Coming back. The Bible says, it helps you to depart from the snares of death 
It prolongs our days. Praise God. It brings strong confidence. And those of you guys who want to get rich, I have a word for you. Directly from the word. Praise God. This is what the Bible says. You know, the Bible says wisdom. It pays good. It brings riches, honor, and life. Praise God. Who doesn't want this? But coming to this man, the Bible says he was moved by holy fear to do what? To do a, a project that was before him. Okay? And the Bible says faith and fear, holy fear combined together prompted this man to start working on the project that God gave him. For that first he had to believe what God was saying. Even though what was being transmitted to him was not something that had ever been seen, not yet seen. God said, I'm going to send rain, I'm going to send flood, and I'm going to just destroy everything. This, guy, this man, Noah, believed what God said. And the project was not just simply hearing and sitting still, but act on it. Praise God. Are we acting on what God wants us to do? Praise God. Noah was supposed to build a ship that would save lives. You and I are not called to build a ship that would save lives, but you and I also have been given a mandate where you and I can lead people to someone who can save lives. Jesus. Praise God. This is not a doomsday message. This is a message that tells you and me that God doesn't want anyone to perish and he has a way out. Praise God. And people need to know about the way out and that responsibility has been entrusted to you and to me. But what's moving you and me this morning? Praise God. The Bible says the spirit of God moved Samson and he started working, ministering, doing what he was supposed to do in that from one location to another. What's moving you and me? Praise God. Do you feel that nudge inside? Sometimes we want to, we want the Lord to bring the, the bulldozer to move us. When you feel that little nudge in you, the Spirit of God nudging you. Praise God. Does that move you? Praise God. 
Hallelujah. What's moving us? Does the move of God within us produce a sense of urgency? Praise God. Hallelujah. Does it produce within us a sense of urgency? Praise God. Hallelujah. Regardless of what your assignment is this morning. There ought to be a sense of urgency. You and I are confined to time and space. Praise God. And we want to move within the realm with the move of God. Come back. Praise God. The psalmist writes this. They moved him to jealousy. Who? God's people moved God to jealousy. Psalm 78, 58. First we said, what moves us now? We are reversing it. We can move God. The people of God moved God into jealousy. Noah was moved by holy fear. The brothers of Joseph, they were moved by envy. The ten disciples were moved with indignation. Jesus was moved by compassion. Here, God is moved. Psalm 78, 58. You know how it goes? Let me read it. For they provoked him to anger with their high places... And moved him to jealousy with their graven images. <laughs> you and I can cause the hand of God to move on our behalf. He will do it. But here, it's a negative connotation. God was moved with jealousy and anger because of what God's people did. Come with me, don't lose this. God's people are handpicked people. God's people are chosen people. God's people are elect people. God's people have God's provision. God's people have God's protection. God's people are in the umbrella of God's canopy. God's people live in the canopy, under the canopy of God's grace. God's people live under the canopy of God's glory. Even after receiving so much, 
Forget about being out of touch with God that you can't hear him. This people did exactly opposite and caused him to be moved with jealousy. <laughs> hey, I don't know whether you know this, maybe you do. God is in love with you. He loves you. God is in love with each and every one of us who believes in him. He's in love with you. This is a love relationship. Praise God. And the Bible uses analogy <laughs> like love between a husband and wife, Christ the groom and church the bride. It's a love relationship. Now think with me for a moment. I know you love your wife. I know you love your husband. Praise God. This is only applicable to those who have love between each other. Sorry, I don't have an analogy if you don't have love between each other. Praise God. Now, if you're in love with your husband and you're in love with your wife, and, and if you see somebody trying to hit on your wife, somebody trying to hit on your husband, I don't think you're going to stand there with a smile on your face. All right, that looks cool. No, something's wrong. The love between this relationship, it causes, praise God, any kind of incursion, any kind of unwanted approach by anyone else in this love relationship, causes the other partner to get what? Jealous. One thing God can't stand is you sharing your love, affection, devotion with anything, anyone else other than Jesus. Can't stand it. The Bible says these guys they just forgot about God. And the Bible says they provoked him to anger with their high places. High places does not mean they built World Trade Center, but they built what? They built high places for as shrines and temples for the idols and moved him to jealousy with their graven images. They put up graven images up there and started dancing before it and, 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 and bowing before it. We're Christians, we don't have idols. Yeah. Do you have an idol at home? Slowly, steadily, it's, it's, it's your love and affection that's meant for Jesus is shifting towards that idol. I'll help you to identify that idol. How much time do you give to Jesus? How much time do you give to 
that thing, whatever that is. When you wake up in the morning, do you want to hang around with the love of your life? Or you want to hang around with that very thing that's distracting you and taking you taking your attention, affection away from Jesus? You would have thought, I would have thought Jesus, God would have come down and just knocked out the high places. Obliterated their shrines and their temples. Stepped on their graven images. That's not what the Bible says. And I looked, I said, wow, Lord, this is what the Bible says. Verse 60. So that he forsook the tabernacle of Shiloh, the tent which he placed among men. You know what God did? The Bible says he simply walked away. People tell me, Pastor, I don't feel the presence of God. want to abandon any one of us. He's Emmanuel, God with us. If you don't feel the presence of God, it's not because he has abandoned you, but you have separated yourself from him. A husband and wife was driving 50 years into marriage they were driving through the highway watching all the scenes the wife told the husband honey do you remember the first time we drove through this road through this highway the husband said yes I do I've said do you remember when your arms were around my shoulders as you were driving to this road he said I do and she said what happened how come that your arms are not around my shoulders the husband said the arms are still there and it's extended. The difference is, honey, you're far away from me. You can mix in masses. But the, the point is very simple. Are you sitting away from him? same place his hands are reaching out if you have moved away from him Jesus praise God he wants to put his arms around you and you could still hear him whisper into your ears I love you praise God hallelujah 
Praise God. My friend, what moves us
there. He says, I'm still there. Praise God. What has driven you away from him? Come, come back to him. My father, we yield our lives to you. We love you. Thank you. We want to be moved by faith, by holy fear. We want to be moved by your spirit. Lord, we pray that none of our actions will move us away from you.